Hey you guys, welcome back. This is Conversations with Dr. Gabriel Cousins, Conversations with Gabriel, and um, he has suggested that today we look at the overview of a world situation, what needs to be improved, and how how it could be addressed so that we uh, continue the rest of the way in the trajectory that's going to our leaders uh, towards the abyss. Uh, which is approaching very quickly. It needs to be reversed. And Dr. Cousins is going to give us his insight about how that could still be done. And it's not too late for it to happen. So welcome back, Dr. Cousins, and thanks for being with us. It's going to be an interesting hour. Richard, I'm always happy to be on Conversations with Gabriel because we all get to talk a little bit. So it's good. And I always like talking to you. So good. Um. What we usually do is start with a little dance to kind of get us connected to the spiritual joy so we can talk uh, in it. You know, um, our work is Hubbard's return to the eternal perspective, okay? Um, Which we kind of have to end the trance and a break out of the trance that we're in. And I think that's a kind of what we have to think about. It's a trance that people have been put in. How do we break out of it? Well, first of all, we have to get in touch with our truth, not the media's truth or all the propaganda. People have been very, very heavily propagandized. So first thing is I'm going to start with a prayer. That merges the heart and the mind. So feel that merging with the heart and mind. Yeah. Good. Okay. Now we start with a little dance to get the spirits of joy going. Which helps us break out of the trance as well. And we do uh, two things. If you know how to meditate, just fine. But we're going to dance and meditate for a minute or two. And the meditation, I, I, I suggest is what's come to me at uh, the 21st day of a water fast. And it's Yoda and then breath, hand now breath. Wa and then breath, hand now breath. Yoda from the base to the heart, hey out to the heart. Wa from the base to the third eye, and then hey out to the heart. And you just keep repeating that until your mind's quiet. And after I finish dancing, then we'll do the other thing, which is the transmission of energy, soul to soul. That's what's needed in this world, is we really need to reconnect with our souls, the bigger soul, and know our oneness with each other. Okay, we're just going to dance for three minutes. Here we go. Feel this?
Okay. We'll just take a minute in meditation. I'm just going to focus on my eyes for a second. Let this energy come through. meditation. Slowly come on meditation. Okay. So I'm just gonna start with a little bit of of an overview. Um, most everybody is aware that the Western nations are going down downhill morally. Actually, physically too. Uh, but let's take a look at a little bit more in, in details. So usually nations last for like 240 years. Talking about U.S. U.S. is kind of past that time. 
And we're getting kind of this, this process of acceleration. And part of the bad news is that really in Torah prophecy, that there is no America that we're talking about. Since, which is kind of a concern, but it doesn't mean that everyone can't sail through this in a good way. It doesn't mean that, what it means is the, uh, the force, some people may call it fascist forces in America may not be dominant like they are. You know, uh, England was the world empire and that it is what it is uh, now, which is not a world empire. And that also happened with Spain. So I want to just hold it in perspective. But, but we are pushing the limit, you know, the debt ratio. When uh, Barack Obama started, it was $10.6 trillion. And now uh, it's at least $20 trillion. Some people say it's $30 trillion, which is enormous. Okay, as long as they keep printing money, you can't be surprised that there's going to be, that there is an inflation. It's like, yeah, that's pretty clear that we're in inflation. It's going to get worse because that's their only answer to it. Okay? And in essence, we are stealing money uh, from our children at about $100 million an hour. Let me repeat that, $100 million an hour? That's what's going on. We're wasting it here, we're wasting it there. Um, you know, uh, the, you, the, the, the U.S. Army uh, basically is spending millions of dollars in Viagra. It's like, well, what are we, what's going on? This is what what the army is supposed to be doing. Okay. Uh, in the U.S., in 1956, uh, approximately 5% of the babies were born to unmarried mothers. 5%. So in 2008, okay, 50 years later, uh, what we're looking at is... 40% of all the babies are from unmet white mothers. So that's an eight-fold increase. So what is that a sign? It's a sign of the social structure's decay. It didn't start last week. Okay, we're looking over the last 50 years. And we're looking at social decay considerably. The middle class is folding in the 70s. About 60% of Americans were middle class. Now it's dipping below 50%. Now, I'm not supporting materialism, but it does mean that it's getting harder and harder for people to get by. Uh, in 2001, 16 million Americans couldn't afford homes. Now it's like 32 million. So we're sinking, even though it's more, you know. Um, public education, and they take, took a look at that in uh, 22 
major industrialized nations, the, the U.S., that only two countries were, were worse in literacy and in math, the U.S. was the rock bottom. So are we saying there's a problem with education? You bet we're saying there's a problem with public education. And, you know, we can talk about shootings in the schools. Uh, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying the U.S. public education has is at rock bottom compared to other countries. We think we're so good, but we aren't, really aren't. And so there's a there's huge, huge rate of people going into to private uh, schools or uh, homeschooling. It's it's actually uh, there's no excuse for it. And then we have the teachers be, being coming more and more uh, associated with with uh, asking parents, asking them not to tell their parents about how they're grooming their their students. I mean, this is unbelievable. So we've, we've got a situation where, where the schools are like a satanic soup. It's like, uh, uh, it's just shocking. But then you look at the, the results, okay, last in math and second to last in uh, literacy. It's like, wow, that's, that's really uh, sad. And, of course, they're even re- refusing, the Biden administration is refusing to have uh, proper security in schools. Um, when there was a shooting in Russia, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, every school were, had uh, uh, security systems put in, meaning guns and uh, teachers. It was in a pretty flash time they, they would have access to guns. They wouldn't be carrying the guns, but they would unlock out whatever a system and uh, have access if, if there was a threat to school. And guess, guess what? There weren't any more shootings. Um, the shootings don't come uh, from, you know, uh, the gun doesn't do it. it. It's the people who hold it. If they're not doing shootings, they're doing stabbings. And that's going on all over the world. Uh, people get more and more disturbed. They're acting out the uh, disturbed emotions. Chicago, which has, uh, I used to work with gangs in the south side of Chicago. Um, they have strict gun control, but they, they have the highest amount, pretty much the highest amount of shootings uh, of any city. And it, it isn't about um, gun control, because if you already have a gun control city, and you have so many high shootings and murders, like I don't know how many over the weekend, maybe 60. I don't know exactly the statistics. Um, but I do know when I worked with street kids, gangs in Chicago in the 60s, we nobody got killed for the two years I was working with them. I'd go in at night and work. And then uh, the day I left, eight people got killed. That wasn't an accident. It's like when you give people hope, then good things begin to happen. When there's no hope, then things go downhill. 
And I think that's the, the important thing to understand uh, as we're looking at now in Chicago, which that wasn't the case then, but there's 150,000 gang members living in uh, Chicago. They outnumber the police by 10 to 1. So, you know, it's really out of hand, but what I'm saying is guns are already outlawed. That was not clearly not the problem, because anybody can get guns, okay? The problem is the social chaos and the sense of hopelessness. When, uh, I'm talking about uh, soft size or cargo, if you don't know what that is, that is a... a at least where I was, 3,800 South, totally black area. And people felt hopeless. People, the kids in the gang, they didn't see themselves living past their mid-20s. So there's just silent desperation. Well, that's a different kind of issue. And, and just me working with them, going down at night and working with them and doing different things, um, nobody gives cover two years. Uh-huh. That's an anomaly, but it isn't really. We created a community garden. We did a lot of uh, street education, so to speak. And the result was very, very positive. In fact, at one time, it wasn't a gang member. Somebody was going to shoot somebody, and the crowd gathered, and then a bus came through and hit a little kid. And then suddenly we have literally thousands of people on the street. Well, I happened to be there that evening, and I I told the gamers, let's let's make the, let's take care of this. They took care of it. The police came; they just stood to the side, which is very smart. And we calmed the crowds. Crowds. We got people to go home. Why? Well, they were doing something meaningful. They were doing something productive, and it was building their self-esteem. It's like, this is pretty straightforward. So these problems can be addressed, and uh, but they can't be addressed by pouring just money into something. You have to do things that make people feel worthwhile and good about themselves. And uh, I would also say socially productive. The kids cared. They may not honestly felt that they were going to survive, you know, for the next three or four years, but they they cared. You know, there's a story in Chicago coming, growing, having grown up, growing up in Chicago. A 17-year-old boy, and his vision was that he would make it somehow to the age of 21 before getting killed. This is like two weeks ago. So that didn't change the last 50 years. Or, yeah, 50, 60 years. But he insisted on going downtown where things were. And his mother said, I just have a bad feeling about this. Please, please don't go. But he went anyway, and he got shot. And he got killed. A fight broke out. And somebody pulled the gun and they shot him. And uh, five times in the chest. Okay, so it wasn't a good scene. But it was a dramatic story because the mother knew intuitively this isn't going to work out. So he didn't make it to 21. 
he made it, he didn't make it, 17. And that's kind of what life is like. Now, when you give people hope, I mean, not having anyone killed in, in the region we were working with for two years is, is I would say, kind of a, uh, a really strong message of how this can be handled. Giving people hope, uh, self-esteem, uh, helping them become productive and honored. It works. It works. So that's what we're talking about. So Chicago, 150 game members now. I mean, the Blackstone Rangers was maybe 150,000. Blackstone Rangers was the biggest gang at that time. There were like 600 members, and our group was 300 members. And it's like, but 150,000? Okay, so I'm just making a point, though. Life, when you make life meaningful, it, it, it tends to be, it tends to work. Because that's what people need hope and meaning in life. Um, so I don't even know where to begin with the public education system um, because it's been so corrupted and the teachers, unfortunately, uh, are too corrupted and they're trying to, you know, again, you know, groom the children. And it's like, what is going on? So, uh, and struggles where they're trying to keep the parents from having any say with the school boards. Um, and so the, the states are waking up. They are waking up. And that's, that's really a good thing. Um, and, and in the early 70s, 70% of, of men between the ages of uh, 20 and 39, okay, are married. We're married, you know. Now it's just 35%. Like that's half. And so most of the young men, thirty-five <clears> percent <throat> of the young men ages twenty-one to thirty are still living at home with their parents. That's not healthy. There's no way we can call that. Men and women are need to be out on their independent own. Okay, and a long line. The U.S. has the biggest highest rate of illegal drug use in the world. That's quite a statement. And again, when you go about it, you can, these things you can deal with, but not in a corrupt, moralist uh, society that doesn't give people any hope. You're not going to be able to deal with it. Uh, the Mayo Clinic is saying that 70% of all Americans are at least on one drug and 20% are in five prescription drugs. Now, I'm a holistic physician. I don't really see a whole lot of people with more than one drug or two. Um, with our fasting, we help, we help people come off these drugs and get free of them and actually rebuild their systems. But you got to love yourself enough to want to heal yourself. And that's the key, key ingredient in, in the picture, okay? Now, about 110 million uh, Americans have uh, sexually transmitted diseases, and they're getting about 20 million new 
STD, sexually transmitted diseases per year, increasing. Um, there's over 4 million adult pornography websites. 4 million? And they get more traffic than Netflix, Amazon, and Twitter combined. Now, <clears throat> if you study the effect of pornography, people really do get addicted to it. That's one. But two, which is really amazing, is they have accelerated brain degeneration. So generally the brain, for most people, decreases about 1% a year. And we know if you're meditating, you actually build the brain, you build the hippocampal area, which is memory and kind of judgment, and frontal lobes, which is judgment, parietal lobes, and the areas that are... Uh, shrink a little bit are the amygdala area, which, which has to do with uh, anger and other different uh, harsh emotions. So we know even with meditation, we can actually build the brain. Harvard showed that. Literally can build the brain and reverse that 1% degeneration. Obviously, the diet helps too. So, um, but pornography literally has been shown to accelerate the rate of brain degeneration. And it is truly addictive. And so we're, we're talking uh, a lot of people being addictive. I don't have the numbers for that, but it's all part of the moral degeneration that's going on. 64% uh, of Christian men view pornography about once a month, but another survey says about 68% of Christian men in America view the pornography on a regular basis. So that's a pretty big statement, and the Christian world is, 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 uh, has more moral strength than just the average, or at least it's not perfect, obviously. But it, 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 I think the study picked uh, a group that was more likely, excuse me, less likely to be focusing on pornography. So when you look at 68% view pornography regularly, that's huge, huge statement. Okay. Um, okay, it wasn't 10 million on Viagra that the U.S. Army, it's 42 million they spent on Viagra each year. It's like, okay. That tells you one, uh, that's not probably the best use of uh, U.S. taxpayer money, but something more is that the men aren't very healthy. That's more important. Um, there is a lot of depression, and doctors uh, on a yearly basis put up about 250 million prescriptions for antidepressants. And I try to help people get off them because we can rebuild the brain. That, that, that is something we can do. Uh, it's orthomolecular psychiatry. I've been doing it for years. And it works. And it rebalances all the neurotransmitters. The antidepressants, for most people, stop working after six weeks. Um, if they work at all. And they are associated with increased tendency for suicide and violence, homicide. 
So not a good thing, but we are looking again about a major depression is a major part of it. Um, so you're getting a feeling for for the shift in uh, in the overall consciousness in America. So the question is, what do we do? What do what's to be done? Well, I experience with street gangs. I mean, I have more experience than that. I'm a family therapist, a psychiatrist, a holistic physician, spiritual teacher. Okay. You know, but I like to be simple here. Okay. And what we did in Chicago with street gangs is we began... Uh, dealing with the aspects of life. I, I would, each time I would come, which is maybe three times a week, um, you know, we'd do our basketball at night, the headlights of the, it was called the Abraham Lincoln Center, 3800 South, and, you know, we play basketball and do that, and then I, I would play them tapes at that point, there weren't, we, we had little tapes, that's how long ago it was, of Malcolm X, and then discuss his teaching because he understood and gave people hope. And it worked. It worked. Okay? And so that that was, I think, an important thing. And, you know, we allow darkness to exist if we don't bring light into the world. And that little bit of light... That's the kind of thing that I'm trying to emphasize. That little bit of light, just one guy going down with the gangs, you know, we play at a community garden and we they listen to Malcolm X and do basketball, but do, nobody's killed for two years. And you can just look at what's going on in Chicago. 60 people are shot over, over you know, Memorial Day weekend. It's like, we can make a difference is what I'm saying. You know, we have to, you know, connect to God, connect to each other, and understand we're all on the same side. Understand we're all on the same side. And even at that time with the police, they, they got what was going on. You know, we had this huge riot, which our gang, Quill, they called the Valley Lords, and they respectfully didn't get involved and get everybody upset. We met with them afterwards, and they were just, they couldn't get it. They couldn't get it beyond just, okay, do the obvious. These kids are taking care of it, leave them alone. But we met with the, the chief in that uh, region, the lieutenant or whatever, and try, tried to explain to them, but, you know, they, they, they couldn't quite get it, but they appreciated it. That was good. Um, so, that's what we have to do. We have to have return. We have to bring light. And it's not, you know, necessarily going to church. And, of course, I'm totally 100% in favor of people um, uh, going to church and focusing. But it is focusing on God. And it is, it is focusing on the connection we have with, with each other. And that's the key. We do have a connection. And we bring that light into each little interaction. 
creates a connection, and, and that's that's a value, and that's what gets missed, and that's why people get so uh, crazed, you know. And, and believe me, if they outlaw guns, fine, they're going to use bombs. They'll use, you know, that's worse. You no, know, and knives are being used. So. Um, or driving to a car, uh, a crowd uh, with a truck or something, is people need to start to feel connected rather than disconnected. And I'm not getting into, you know, well, I was working with these people and setting them up. I mean, that's not the point, because the fact is they could be set up. And they could be subject to my ultimate control and so forth, okay? But I'm saying something different. I'm trying to say people need to feel hope. They need to feel respected. They need to feel productive. They need to feel that connection with the divine in whatever that way works for them. And these are essential human qualities. It certainly helps if they had good nutrition. We did work on that too. Because when good nutrition in your brain works right, I wrote a book called Depression Free for Life and it showed that not using any of the drugs that we were healing 90% of people with the five-point program that we use. Um, so it can be done. And it can be done in a lot cheaper way, but we have you know pharmaceuticals and things like that that they're not too hot for these kind of things. So um, the big message is we, we can do it. That's the big message that people need to hear. It is not hopeless. The sky is not the limit. We are. You know, we are transcending, but to do that we have to be transcending. People are mostly in a trance. The media is creating people in a trance and they're doing things that we don't need to be doing. So, that's kind of the overview. Richard, you're welcome to step in here. And we have a little bit of time for dialogue. I don't know if you can hear me. There we go. Um, there you yeah. go, yes. I thought that was a great overview. Uh, one of the groups that I'd like to look at, if you have some insight on it, is the uh, the network of gangs that is in government and controlling it and how we can work with them. Because I think the street gangs are more accessible. Well, the street gangs are not easy to work with. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm laughing. Street gangs are way easier to work with than That's what I'm saying. who are running the government, the, the deep state. You've had your preparation phase. Now the main gang that doesn't yeah. just have guns and knives, they've got media, they've got weapons of economic uh, type, and uh, they're in a very organized system. You know, at least where you were working, the gangs were opponents of each other so you had some points where you could get in and help right. them get along and stuff like that use that for leverage but with the network of gangs that is not just uh, national 
it's global. We need some insights on how to help the members of that gang because that's some serious insanity. Well, so what's the fun, 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 fundamentals of that gang? It's demonic. There's a huge amount of Satanism in the uh, uh, ruling elite. I think the top level members that are controlling it are not. I think the the top level members that are controlling the network are actually not human. So, so you're looking at different levels. The vast majority of the people in the gang are bureaucrats following orders, and on the higher levels of that lower network, they they know a little bit about you know, population reduction and stuff like that. But they're not the orchestrators. Still, no, if, that's if, the satanic forces. Whether they're human or not, they're right. satanic forces. Yeah. And we, the, the eternal battle, not eternal because it will end, between the seed of Eve, Hava, and the seed of Satan is what's going on. And so... There are forces, there are off-planet forces, there are what we call, you know, humanoid forces versus human forces. All that's going on, and that's very well documented. I don't think we have a question about that. No, but the, what we need to document and be aware of is there are also forces here that uh, extraterrestrial that are clearly working for the light. And when I, when I was down in uh, Cordova, uh, Argentina, I they contact with them, and they basically gave a simple message. You generate the light, we'll amplify it. We're not really allowed cosmically to go onto the planet at this point. And just We're going to save the planet, but you guys have to generate the light, and then we'll amplify it. That's it. Right, right. And the same thing applies. I mean, this is a big picture. that They're interdimensional players, not just off-planet, but off-dimension. And what I'm saying is that maybe one of the more vulnerable points of this system to start with is the people who are following orders without really knowing what they're working for. And if if that were to stop or slow down, it would be harder for the top-level negative forces to do what they plan to do. So, again, a simple way... Because your question is is very big, right? And maybe there's this group called the White Hats, or there's no Black Hats going at, maybe. And they're gaining power. And they're here to do what we're talking about. But I don't know that for sure, but I'm just saying that. But on a person-to-person basis, uh, with the gang, but with everybody else too, is people beginning to feel their humanness again and their human connection. And somehow along the line, the lower, the people in the lower echelons uh, can be helped out. And then I go one more step, and then I know you want to say something I can tell there, okay? Uh, and, and that's it. Right now, people don't feel alive, the only time they really start to feel alive, that's a generalization, is when they do something negative. They get a little hit. But it's not sustaining. Right. So they have to do it again. Yeah. So 
the other answer is what is sustaining is that co- connection with the, the divine and that takes you into another way of being like I call it kind of a, the natural way of living that connect you know the connection with the divine it's actually the real eros where you're you're having really joy in life and we can bring people back to that and they're not going to want to listen to the people who uh, don't the, the, the scrooges who don't want to see anybody happy and I think that's the level the battle needs before that yeah you're talking about the <clears throat> the contest between drugs and consciousness yeah it's like that because the drugs you know they they ultimately don't work, and then you have to take more and more, and, and finally it still doesn't work, and, 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 and it can kill you. And it's not just, not just physical drugs, because the power trip that you think you'll get by being in the power structure and hurting people is a drug. Absolutely, and that's the point I'm, I'm saying is, is that we can offer them something better if they're open to it, which is to connect with the truth of who they are and connect with the divine. Yeah. That's the antidote in on a societal level. You know, you said you want to keep it simple and I think that if you want to really do that, everybody on both sides, dark and light, is trying to feel good. Yeah. Right. And it's just so accessible to feel good with the drug or the doing harm. You get immediate right. And it, it's temporary. There's no fundamental underlying thing that you're building that keeps you feeling more and more uh, good and, and uh, spiritually happy. It wears off fast. Right. And then you get more desperate. The other way is you build and you get more and more filled with love and light and compassion and life becomes much more fun. Right. So it's a better deal. You have to be able to reach people that need it, and it has to be more than a belief. It's, it has to be an experience. It's not a, exactly, because on the dark side, you can have experience right away, and then all the other gang members will support you, and you get a lot of positive feedback to keep doing it, right? Right. Uh, do you agree with me that trying to reach the level of the negative gang that is mostly just people doing it for minor money and power and following orders. It's easier for the moment to reach them than the higher-up bosses. Yes. Because it'd be hard for... The higher up you get, the more you think you're going to somehow prevail on that. That's such a seduction because you're somehow going to get all the goodies. Uh, everybody, you'll have nothing. Everybody will be happy. Well, who's going to have what everybody doesn't have? Yeah, each level of bosses is told they'll be part of the elite remnant that is in charge, and they're not. They kind of forget to tell them that they're scheduled for termination. Right. But they are. They're told that they're going to be the bosses, and they are encouraged by the equivalent of negative side miracles 
you know, because the dark side really does show up in yeah. non-physical manifestation. Absolutely. And it's not, you know, it's a really deadly drug to fall for, but it's flashy. And, it, you know, it's easy. And that's the, the, the crisis for those folks, you know. Right. Um, in, in the scriptural way, God is always forgiving if you actually change the way you're going. Right. You can't say, oh, please forgive me and keep doing it. No, that doesn't work. No, and you can understand why people fall for it. it. It's like another version of what you were talking about with pornography or street drugs or anything like that. It, it's on the, at the deepest level. It's nobody's fault, but it's self-imposed punishment as long as you do it. And at some point, you have to say, it might be worth some effort to break free. Well, think about your brain shrinking. Pornography, it doesn't work so well. And, and I mean this literally, right? We're not talking metaphor here. No, it's not some religious, uh, you know, condemnation. It's saying physiologically, you need your brain. It's really useful for a lot of things. Right. It starts shrinking. That means you're losing parts of it. Yeah. Right. So. so go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, that first issue that you solved with the gangs that you worked with is how do you reach them when they're addicted to what they're doing? Addicted to? To what they're doing already. But, well, we because we had more fun. I mean, they, the, the principles, you know, I acknowledge, you know, and help them acknowledge the light of their own souls. And we had a good time. Right. And they were being educated while having a good time. And uh, and, and so there was a kind of a, a brother and sister growing from that, if that makes sense. So you know, to do the work, you have to be, you have to, you have to be there. Klaus Schwab and his friends set up something called a school for global leaders. Right. They called it Young Global Leaders of the World. Like the lady, the guy who was the lady who was head of uh, uh, New Zealand. Right. The guy. That's a graduate. What? That's a graduate. It's a graduate of that school, and you can see it. It's just obvious. Um, right. But it's a guy. Most people don't know that, but that's well documented. It's not a lady who's the same. Right. So, so what's, the what's the significance of that? It just adds to a level of, uh, in a sense, moral corruption uh, and having an act that is it's just a deception. You you said you were involved in psychiatry right. for a long time. What is the journey away from regular two-gender ideology to saying there's an infinite number of genders and you were assigned, <clears throat> excuse me, you were assigned your gender at birth by some evil male, probably white doctor who just said, oh, make her a boy or whatever. 
What's going on with that? Well, in the development, this is research done at Johns Hopkins, in the development, about 80, 88% of girls who are gender confused, let's just use that word for a moment, okay, uh, choose to be women, 88%. But 98% of boys who are gender confused, once they make it through puberty, choose to be uh, men. So one of the things that's happening, which is really demonic, is they're taking kids that don't know anything, literally, and they're creating a kind of gender confusion and then doing, mutilating them or doing different things. So you, you put kids on hormones, it drops their IQ, among other things. Yeah. That's an absolute, you know, it, it ruins their life because you can't reverse some of the developmental. So, uh, so one of the key things is you leave people alone, and, you know, they're, they're pushing hard to groom kids. But still, as kids go through puberty, eventually, they say 98% of the boys and 80% of the girls will... Uh, will come back to their their, their gender uh, of birth, which is a biological gender. So there's two biological genders. People can have all kinds of fantasies about whatever, but there's two biological genders. There's just no way of getting around that. And, um, I mean, there are a few mutant-type situations, but by and large, and it's, it's part of the demonic um, move to get the kids more and more confused. And I will tell you, the rate of suicide, according to the data, is at least five times higher in gender-confused kids. Yeah. You know, teenagers who are gender-confused, the rate of suicide is at least five times higher. Some people say 19 times higher with depression and mental confusion. But, and so they're doing real harm. They're doing real over-harm. Do you think most of the um, elementary school teachers that are following the uh, policy to spread gender confusion, that most of them actually don't know that they're doing anything bad, right? Because it's the official policy. I can't answer that because I, I have, I'm limited. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trained and brought up in a healthy way by and large. I can't imagine a teacher grooming kids. It's such a uh, dereliction of duty and uh, what we call dharma. It's like, how can you do that? They're not your kids. What right do you have to do that? Right. And you got to be knowing it's hurting and confusing kids, and it results in higher suicide, higher mental confusion, um, and, of course, lower academic standards beyond belief. Oh, you yeah. know, 22 top countries, you, you're you last in math and second to last. In, in there have been theory. some really interesting men on the street interviews, which is not just men, it's women, kids, students. And um, I saw one a couple of days ago where they were asking high school students really challenging questions about, like, geography. What are the three countries in North America? Almost none of them could get it. 
Right. And I saw that interview and was like, this what, is really happening. What else did they ask him? That was a really good one. Well, it was, the, you know, what are the, who borders the United States? Yeah, exactly. And who was the Civil War between? And Yeah. Who was in the Revolutionary War? So a very basic, basic, basic question. So they cover that stuff in about a week of school. So since they didn't cover it in several years, it makes you wonder what they are covering. Yeah. And it's not a good scene. That's why so many people are exiting the schools. Right. Those schools. I mean, they're, they're really doing a disservice. But I have to say, it's got to be deliberate, unless these people, the teachers, just don't know, are part of the the degenerate system, and they don't know. You know, you've set up um, schools, training centers in different countries around the world about healing diabetes and other degenerative diseases. Right. Do you sometimes think about what it would be like to set up centers where teachers could break out of the trance and learn about real education? Well, that could be exciting. um, When I lived in Central Harlem, we actually created a school health program because kids would get diagnosed with this and this. Nobody ever, a very few percentage of people ever got to where they're supposed to go. So we actually train mothers to be health advocates and in half the schools in Central Harlem. So I'm living there, and people know me, okay? Half the schools in Central Harlem, and we dramatically improved the amount of uh, kids getting health care. So it can be done. That's my answer to you, because I've done it. Okay. okay. That's half the schools in Central Harlem. That's a lot of schools. The target student there is the parents, correct? Yeah. That you were teaching. Okay, now what if the target is teachers? Well, again, I, I think we there are some good, sincere teachers. They're not all corrupt, but they, you know, they get in the the Kirkland's get in some position of power and they're grooming kids. But there could be a training of teachers. I actually got funding from the government to do this, from the NIH, believe it or not. And uh, you could be training teachers to take on this, you know, and, and get extra money right. to begin to make this happen. What I'm trying to say is it can be done. So I'm just looking at the example that people who happen to be on the opposing team, Klaus Schwab and people like that, the example that they showed us of their best strategy to transform the rulers of the world. And their strategy was to have a school. And one of them was called Young Global Leaders of the World. Yeah, remember, it wasn't just a school. What it is is you go to this school and you're going to be put in positions of power. Right, and they had a lot of power to back them up in doing that. That's right. So we're doing it without some of the tools. No, I mean, you can, but, but, but at this level, I mean, basically, we just, 
we got parents, we trained them, we created a course to train them, and they got a salary. Right. You know, not a big salary, but, you know, additional income. And everybody felt good about themselves. This is important. Feeling good, not feeling evil. This is being done at the local level in government gangs, too. Uh, Cities and counties are offered seminars and um, weekend educational events and things like that and all kinds of perks. And they're taught how to be uh, basically United Nations world government representatives back in the city. I understand, but you can take the same people. You can see they're thinking they're doing a good thing. Yeah. Right? It's the word united in the word in the name. It must be fantastic, right? Right. So you can take the same people and get them to do good things. So I'm just saying maybe at some point we'll think of how to target those people with communications that would actually get through. There's nothing hard. I'm I'm trying to be honest. There's nothing hard. This is not hard. With a certain amount of funding, you can train people and get them to to take the positive ideas, positive idealism of uplifting humanity. Yeah. And have a positive image of themselves, which is definitely what these mothers in Harlem, what we did. Right. And it works. People kind people really do know the difference between right and wrong. And they know if their kids are getting taken care of, that's pretty much right. I and mean, look at this thing that happened in Texas. They handcuffed this mother, and as soon as they took the handcuffs off, she ran and leaped over a fence. She didn't she obviously knew what was right. Right. Okay? Right? Really she got to the school and rescued her kids. I mean yeah. that was normal. She got right in. And the official story was nobody could get in because this door was barricaded and all that stuff. She just went. Well, she didn't get into his room, classroom. Uh, she got into other classrooms where her kids were. Well, if it was a different classroom and it wasn't barricaded, why were they still in the school? Because the whole thing was a setup. Yeah. They should evacuate that school, no question. The cops should have gone in. Look, what? Two, three guys got in and took care of it. Right. You know? Yeah. So they gave him an hour and a half to kill, what, 19 kids and two teachers? Apparently it was organized to convince people that outlawing firearms is real. Yeah, I get it. I get it. They did that that combine, too. Right, right. You know, uh, and so what I'm saying is that there are good people here. And you, if money were properly used, you could turn that around just like we did in Central Rome. Right. And I suspect that there are a number of people with massive financial resources that are just either on the fence or scared to be identified as opposition. And if those could be mobilized, the playing field could be changed. Dramatically and simply. Yeah, quickly. You know, I mean, we had funding, just a little bit of funding from the National Institute of Health to, to do this. I work with that. I made a nice relationship with the head of, of the district, the public health officer. 
And we all work together. And people, everybody feels good about it. Wow. This is feeling good. It's good. You, you want to have self-esteem. You want to feel good. You don't want to feel like this demonic creature who's, you know, taking these kids and screwing them up. Yeah. So I think that's what we're, we're looking at. So it's easier to do good in a way if, if you make it fun and give people a little bit of money. And, but it's not about power now. That, that attracts more corrupt people. It's about, you know, making people feel good about themselves and doing good things. I mean, we know what good things are. Maybe I'm being naive. Maybe people have lost total sense of, of that. You know yeah. what would be interesting to do, since you're saying that that's really not that hard, to start turning things in that way, you know, at different levels. I'm assuming you could do it locally, but you could also do it on a county and state level with people that are working in various organizations, you know, that are in the gang network but don't know it especially as high up as possible. And then to put together a structure, which maybe we can discuss in a future series of episodes, that if you had X amount of money to fund it, you know, whether it whatever it requires, you know, so many million dollars or billion dollars or whatever, if you had it, here's something you could do with it in detail and then invite somebody to uh, provide the missing link of the funds. You know, we do it in Africa, we do it in South America, you know, people like to feel good. Right. About themselves doing good things. The human God spark, I'm going to call it, actually is there. And so when we appeal to that, and they get compensated for it, right. something, not, oh, we're going to give you the riches and you'll have all, you know, all these corrupt things. But, but there is something basic here that I'm referring to, because I've seen it. I've seen it in many, many different uh, situations. So some of the people, that even if they're uh, consciously serving darkness, if they were offered something better, they could change. Because you're conscious, but you're feeling guilty. There's always... Not something. everybody, not everybody, but, you know, the people we're talking about, the conscious and guilty. We, we, we have programs in five countries in uh, Africa. Mm -hmm. We've only had one corrupt person. In your programs? Yeah, only one. You know, he got um, removed. Okay. But but people want to do good. We gotta start with that assumption here. Right. You know, just the average person wants to do good. Feel good about themselves and have a get respect of the community. People know what's going down. They know it. Yeah, you know, I talk about Africa, but you know, who took the least amount of vaccinations? The Africans. Right. There's some smart they had the least amount of COVID deaths. They figured it out. They they, they understand what's going down. Yeah, there's some less brainwashed people in some of those African countries, including people in the governments. I mean, yeah. we talked about Tanzania. Yeah, I, I think it was Tanzania. Yes, it was. 
of the high officials that said, wait a minute, what's wrong with this picture? I wonder if we get a positive diagnosis on a soil sample, you know, or something. Yeah. So I, I'm hopeful it's work, I believe, in the next year or two, soon this is going to be turned around. We should give all the encouragement to people to initiate those things as possible. Yeah, well, that's why I'm talking the way I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they don't have to think it's impossible. Yeah, because I know it's possible. I've done it in Africa. We did it in Mexico. Uh, we turned around with the diabetes thing. We got the same concept. There's nothing difficult. We trained people and we did this and, you know, we started spotting diabetes and we changed the diet and everybody got better. Yeah, changing the diet is, I mean, even if you know it in theory, seeing it change the consciousness is amazing. Yeah, so we know it. So, you know, that's what I'm trying to say. None of this is it's really that hard. Uh, with trained, uh, properly, got, you know, uh, idealistic, God-idealistic type people, not necessarily converting people to Christianity or whatever, but trained people who who know there's something more than uh, humans are just robots. Right, and they're willing to do it in themselves. Yeah. We still... So, I know this can work, because I've done it multiple right. times. Is changeable. Absolutely. So I want to bless everybody and you that, that we get that we can do this, that it is changeable. Um, and starting from the bottom, working up, we can turn this around. So may you all be blessed with that, that, that with a hopeful heart, but also a certainty that we can create a healthy and wise world that protects our children in this process. Our hope. Native Americans. Amen. Okay. That's wonderful. Thank you, Dr. Cousins. We'll meet okay. you here. Thank you. Have a good rest tonight. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm going to bed. <laughs> it's 11.17 here. I know. Thank you for staying up late with us. Oh, no, I enjoy it totally. Don't, it's, it's my joy. I'm Thanks. just saying it's really, we're 10 hours different. Uh, what, do you want to say like a 10-second something about the homework for this week? Yeah. I, I First that, of all, so it's not momentary inspiration separated by a week of something. First, pe people can, to, you know, uh, check in on what I'm doing at treeoflife.mn.co or drcousins.com. We have programs on nutrition, spiritual nutrition on Thursdays. It's in Israel. It's 530 to And then we have Alive and Liberated with Dr. Gabriel. And then uh, from from uh, seven to eight thirty, and that's one set of things. Then we have what we're doing here, Lost Arts Radio. And then we have 
other programs and uh, some of the Torah teachings. So we're constantly teaching. We have uh, fasting retreats and uh, what we call zero point, which is to be able to clear, and this is actually important, to clear your negative self-concepts, which is what we've been talking about the whole time, and the call the zero point. So all these things are available. Just go to the website. DrGuzzes.com or treeoflife.mn.co. Now, what's the homework? The homework, again, keeping it simple, is how you can inspire one other person this week to want to change what they're doing enough to want to love themselves enough to heal themselves and make some improvement in their life. Okay? some change that uplifts them and the people around them. That's that's the homework. That's perfect. Time's going so fast. We're going to meet you back here in a few minutes, and it'll be next Tuesday, and we'll see how we did with the homework. Okay, good. (laughs) Blessings to everybody. Thank you for your good work, Richard. Thank you. I always enjoy the work with you. Very good. It's fun. We'll see you shortly. Okay. Well, I, I don't know what to say to uh, further support what Dr. Cousins is suggesting. I, I really think it's it's the key. Um, start a positive pandemic of consciousness instead of the stupid virus stuff. And um, <clears throat> I think the fear of the top-level members of the gang that we talked about that's in governments and NGOs and working at the state and local level all around the world, the top bosses are afraid of you, not violence. They want violence. They think that would be great if everybody gets really upset and starts, you know, mass violence and things like that. They're going to say that's proof that they have to rule as a one-world dictatorship and outlaw speech and take the tyranny that we see unfolding now and make it complete. So you don't want to do that, in my opinion. Self-defense is still essential, but we want to make the quick enough progress with the positive programs that Dr. Cousins is talking about that we don't need much in the way of forceful self-defense. So um, action in advance of that uh, is much preferred, and we're working on a lot of projects behind the scenes right now that we talk about in uh, Planetary Healing Club, and also sometimes on the regular shows. I haven't been doing the um, Voice in the Wilderness shows much lately for a few weeks because I'm really trying to get to a certain point in a project that I'm working on so I can talk about it, and hopefully that'll be in the next few days if we're fortunate. But you don't have to wait for anybody. You know, you're not dependent on anything except spirit, like Dr. Cousins was talking about, direct connection to God is the key to the whole thing. And that doesn't mean memorizing one religion or another. It means God is not a page of words. It's a real entity that exists and in a way it's the only thing that exists. And connecting to that consciously is way beyond any kind of belief that you might come up with. So once that starts 
then I agree with Dr. Cousins. It's not going to stop. And and we're waiting and waiting for the critical spark to, to begin that, which could be you or it could be a lot of us. And this is the time to do it. So, And the other point that Dr. Cousins made that's really important, take care of your physical body. Don't fall into the drug mentality, which is addicting and hypnotizing all of us right now, whether it's pornography or medical drugs or illegal drugs or power trip drugs or big ego trip drugs or any of the drugs that keep you unconscious. Be brave. You know, go beyond that and find out who you are. It's like we're in our meetings at Planetary Healing Club lately. We're looking at Ho'oponopono. And I'm probably going to talk about that some this coming uh, Saturday at our next meeting, too. That's really powerful demonstration, one of many, that focused intent and what you do silently inside yourself has an actual effect on physical reality. And it sounds impossible. It's not. And we're using it all the time. We just don't know it. So we're getting close to being able to talk about that in a much more um, complete manner. That's coming soon. But you don't have to wait. Uh, Learn about the clues that say who you are. Learn about how to take care of your body. Find out why about 98, 99% of the current medical system is irrelevant and harmful. And it's not harmful because you just do nothing. It's harmful because you it's keeping you from the option of getting in touch with nature and learning what's been known for many thousands of years about how your body has built-in healing mechanisms can't, that can take care of almost anything that happens. And the advantage of doing that is not just so you feel better in your life, but it affects your consciousness right away. So I second what Dr. Cousins was saying and encourage you to put in the time of self-education and take care of your own health, get off the junk, don't eat garbage. What you eat really does make a difference. And then start doing the consciousness work at the same time. And we're going to get more into that this coming week. Uh, Our next meeting with Dr. Cousins and at planetaryhealingclub.com where the meeting access point is. So mainly for the week, uh, Dr. Cousins' homework was inspire one other person, which I think is a great idea. And the way you do that is not figure out some really clever thing to say, although you might do that too, but change yourself. Where are you in line with harmony with nature and with light instead of condemnation of other people in fact condemnation of yourself always goes to other people too so you might as well just drop that become aware of it and drop it and focus on things that uplift you doesn't mean become unaware of what's going on in the world you need that situational awareness but not to get dragged down on it and it's possible to be aware of it without having it saturate your energy those are what's important, and it comes into all other parts of your life. So let us know what you think. Stay in touch. There's a, a contact form, a communication form at lostartsradio.com. You can write to me anytime we read all the emails, suggestions of what you'd like to see us get into. And um, the main message is you're really important. You're infinitely valuable. 
the, all the things that you deeply believe are impossible are just uh, baseless ideas. They're powerful as long as you believe them, and you don't need to do that any longer than you want to. So this is the fear of our rulers, that you'll find out who you actually are and start to become that. And then the whole thing turns around, which was what Dr. Cousins was saying needs to happen. I completely agree. So thanks for being here. Check us out at lostartsradio.com. We've got a ton of information there that's all free. Uh, if you want to help us stay on the air, you can donate there too. Um, we're not doing commercials, as you may have noticed, and we don't plan to in the foreseeable future. Um, so if you want to help us and you've got financial resources, that's great. Uh, either at donate button like Doug has on the screen now or subscribe star. It's deeply appreciated. But most important is do a self-assessment. No matter what circumstances you're in, you can do better care of your body, better care of your focus, drop cynicism and negativity that's tearing you down. Um, give yourself total forgiveness and change. And that will go to everybody you care about as well. So let's see what we can do with that this week, okay? Not waiting to be perfect. Just stop the self-condemnation and you'll immediately be open to uh, appreciation of everybody else. We're all, we're all one family. We're all one being. And once that's realized, all the hell that the rulers are putting into place here starts to fade away very quickly. We can do that. So... Thanks for being here with us, and we'll meet you here next week. Have a good night or day wherever you are in the world, and we'll see you soon. could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.